There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. G'day guys, welcome back to another episode of the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. A bit of a one of a kind episode. I'm riding solo this one. Uh, my name's Nathan Brain. I'm your host tonight. Uh, Maddie is off to South Africa tomorrow, living the dream. So uh, good luck to him. I asked if I could jump in his suitcase, but he said no deal. So uh, I'm very unfortunate. G'day, Troy. How are you, mate? Um, guys, this is a, a bit of a first-time episode for us at Molten Fantasy Sports. We thought we'd throw together a little bit of a countdown episode just to tackle, I guess, the last-minute questions, the things that have been on your mind. I know it's been a bloody hard trade week this week. Uh, I reckon I've used the reverse trades button at least 30 times since Sunday night. So uh, I'm pretty set on where I'm at right now, but maybe some of you might not be just yet. So uh, fire away in the comments. If you have any comments or questions or anything to kind of get your team sorted before we hit Thursday night, fire them away and I'll do my best to answer them throughout. Um, Guys, if if you're sitting back and you're getting ready for the footy, you can crack a tin as well. We're lucky enough to be sponsored by the Standard Squeeze. So if you haven't heard of the Standard Squeeze before, it's probably the most convenient way to get the perfect pour if you're going to have a drink or a whiskey or or whatever it be. Uh, It looks exactly like this bad boy. And all you have to do is squeeze it and then it'll fill up the top into a shot and then you can pop it into your four-in-one. So you chuck that bad boy in there and then you fill her up with Coke or if you want to do a straight shot, you can do that too. Uh, I've got to work tomorrow, so I probably should uh, add a bit of Coke with it. But... Uh, guys, standard squeeze are, are quality. It's uh, no kind of glass, no risk of breaking bottles. I've broken a few bottles in my time, so you need to make sure you're on top of that. Um, so go on, guys, have a squeeze at thestandardsqueeze.com and use the code MOLTON15 to get yourself 15% off at checkout. Um, cheers. Let's dig in. So uh, we've got a few comments coming through already. Uh, Sheasel for Flanders, probably the wrong uh, podcast for this one. This one's NRL. James, sorry, mate. You're going to have to wait for the boys 
uh, Rob and Mick, they might even be watching and be able to comment for you to, to help you out, but I'll get them, I'll, I'll get them to you. Uh, keep or trade Dewey. Yeah, that's a that's a bit of a tricky one. I've actually uh, that we'll talk about that very soon when we go through most traded. But guys, what we'll do, we'll uh, I've got some slides because no one wants to look at my head the whole time. Everybody wants something visual to look at other than my noggin. So what we'll do is we'll roll into some slides uh, to go through a few things. So a bit of last week's stats. If you missed the Tuesday episode or the Sunday episode, we we talked about how we went last week. I had a stinker. So did, Maddie did a little bit better than me. So sitting at about thirty five to thirty nine thousand in rank, but uh, when I had a look the other day at the difference between around the 40,000 rank mark to about the 5,000, it's only about 300 points. So it's it's really within reach. If you have a good captaincy choice this week and you go a little bit pottish, uh, that could be the difference between you being 30,000 or 5,000. So don't write your season off just yet. Um, what we'll do, we'll move on. So uh, the first thing here, let's look at the most popular trades. Because at the moment, we're sitting with Reese Walsh to James Tedesco. That's that's a pretty popular one. Um, I'm assuming a lot of us are sitting in that boat. Seven, over 7,000 people have traded out James Tedesco this week. And, and a lot of them traded out James Tedesco last week as well. Uh, which makes sense because Reese Walsh has a pretty big break-even, uh, pretty minus break-even. So um, we'll, we'll talk about break-evens in cash gen very soon. Payne Haas to Ruben Cotter or Ruben Cotter to Payne Haas. That makes sense as well. All of these are, are making a fair bit of sense. Adam Dewey, people are saving a little bit of cash. Uh, going down to Josh Schuster. I guess the risk here with this one for me is that you're going from a guy that's considered a premium 5'8 down to Schuster. And a lot of people have um, Isaiah Katoa, who hasn't been named for the Dolphins this week. Um, so we've got late mail here that uh, Isaiah Katoa is out and Milford comes in this weekend or, or tomorrow night they play. So uh, keep that in mind. If you're running with a Schuster-Katoa combo, that's a pretty dangerous territory to be living in, relying on Josh Schuster, who scored nine in base stats last week. So be aware of that one. Uh, Tedesco down to Schuster via Jules, I assume. Um, you know, that that makes sense. It looks like a lot of people are jumping off James Tedesco and and it, it's common sense. 19,000, nearly 20,000 people are jumping off James Tedesco and I'd say probably more than 10,000 from last week too. Um, Tedesco down to Turbo, yep, makes sense. Welch up to Haas. Look, I'm a little bit apprehensive to sell Welch initially. I don't know about you guys. You guys let me know on this one, but I'm not quite sure whether I want to cut ties with Christian Welch just off the back of one game where he had 33 minutes. So um, I'm going to hold tight on Christian Welch and hope he comes good, which I, I do think he will uh, against this Tigers outfit tomorrow night. Um, I think he'll get back to his probably 50, 55 minutes as he normally does. Uh, and then we've got the bottom four trades. You've got Adam Dewey to Reese Walsh uh, via Jules, I assume, um, or has to be. James Tedesco to Jacob Preston. Yep, so people are jumping on the Preston train as well. Maybe they missed last week or wanted to look. Um, they would have missed about 100K price rise, and he's due for another 90K, I think it is, this week. So you want to get on Jacob Preston this week. That's definitely something I'd be doing. Uh, Ruben Cotter, who obviously isn't named this week and is out for two to four weeks with a meniscus injury. Uh, people are using a downgrade there potentially to go to Nico Hines via Jules, which... Uh, Nico Hines, isn't that the question of the week? Nico Hines versus uh, Harry Grant, who do I get in? And then the last question, yeah, or the last trade, sorry, most popular trade is Wade Egan to Harry Grant, uh, which I totally approve of as well. I think Wade Egan obviously has more cash to make if you hold on to him, uh, but if he's your only way up to get to Harry Grant, I'd, I like it this week for the fact that Harry Grant is playing the Tigers, so that that one makes a lot of sense. And when we look through the most traded out, we've basically talked about all of these guys already. Sammy Walker, we haven't though. Now, Sam Walker's got a buy this week. 
614K. I think his break even's pretty high. When we get to the break even spreadsheet, we'll note that one. Um, I understand that. And they're probably using that as a way to get to Nico Hines. It's about a 300K gap, a little bit less. So that, that makes complete sense. Trading out Nathan Cleary, I don't know. I'm not not a huge fan of trading out Nathan Cleary at this point. Uh, I know his break even's 160, but we remember uh, his third and fourth game last year when everybody was jumping off him. He scored 151 and 157. So could realistically do that again against Parramatta tonight. Um, we might even get some team lists live at the moment. Uh, so I think 20 minutes or so teams lists for tonight will be confirmed. So we'll try and get those as they come through. Um, guys off jumping off Tanner Boyd. Yep. I'm with that completely. William Warbrick guys, if you have Warbrick, he's a bottom dollar, 217 K center wing. I mean, unless I, I can probably assume that people are going up to Tyrell Sloan, um, who has like negative 40 odd break even. So yes, there's cash to be made there, but I think Sloan could be one of the biggest traps this year as well. Um, but if you're solely looking for cash, you'll probably get two weeks of cash gen out of him before moving him to a four or 500k kind of guy when he gets to that price. Um, so I understand. Uh, Ruben Garrick looks like a very popular trade in this week as well, which completely makes a lot of sense. Um, Ruben Garrick's a guy on my hit list. I, I want him, uh, but I'm holding fire this week. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how we go. But I do have the cash in the bank if I wanted to go up to him. It's just I would need to move Carazzo Valentine Holmes, and I'm not a huge fan of moving Val against Gold Coast this week. So I'll give him another crack before he gets shafted out of Sheens' revival. Um, guys, moving on, heaps of questions coming through. Good on you guys. Um, keep chucking them through. I'll, I'll try and get through all of them at the end. Uh, captain's choices this week. Harry Grant seems to be the guy at about 20%. Um, completely makes sense. I'm on Harry Grant. As you can see here, these screen grabs are from my super coach. So, um, I'm on Harry Grant. I brought Harry Grant in this week, ruining my trades. But yeah, I brought him in this week. I had to. I couldn't watch him just destroy me over and over again. So had to bring him in. Uh, Tommy Turbo, 16.8. Yeah, I'm, you know, it was between the green or turbo really for me. But I've got uh, the vice captain on Cleary, and he's the third most popular captain this week as well. So it looks like about, if I do my maths correctly, about 17.7% of people either have the VC or the C on Cleary. Uh, and he honestly could go massive against Parramatta tonight, and I really like that as a play. Uh, anybody else of note here? People are VCing Turbo. Um, yeah, I, I can understand that. VC Cleary, I'm on VC Cleary, and people are VCing Hopgood tonight as well, thinking that he's going to come good. So we've got another still 5% of people VCing Hopgood after his 40-odd last week. I love the fact that people are sticking with him because we know the quality of player that he is, but watching Ryan Madison tonight is going to be very, very important as to how they play that rotation because there is a real consideration there to make when Ryan Madison, if he starts on the right edge, which we think he probably will, it doesn't make sense for Cart right now to shift to the right. So Madison should come in on the right edge. Uh, but then does he shift into the middle and play big minutes? He's an 80-minute forward. So does Hopgood then have a spell uh, and Madison moves into the middle? Uh, that's that's a real possibility. So keep an eye on that with Jermaine Hopgood. Val Holmes is probably the only other one. People are going straight C on Nico Hines, 4.9%. I do love that. I love the balls, man. You've got bigger balls than me if you're doing that. Um, but uh, yes, uh, not for me this week. Probably just a bit too pricey. I'd rather grab him after the buy. Uh, so those are that's captains. Try and keep this episode relatively short, guys. I know you don't. We've got some footy pretty soon, so we'll um, we'll get stuck into that. But guys, we put a bit of a buy calendar together. 
So for anybody listening on uh, Spotify or Apple or wherever it is you get your podcasts um, or your audio podcasts, I should say, uh, you're not going to be able to see this one and it's pretty hard for me to explain it. So if you're listening, hop on, check out this video. It'll obviously be up on our page at Molten Fantasy Sports on YouTube and it'll be on Facebook as well. Um, I just wanted to talk through a, a few I guess, conversations to have around the buy and the upcoming run that we've got to consider for a few different players. Now, when we look at North Queensland, we've always been on top of their buy. We've always been looking at their buy from round one and we thought they're going to have an incredible run. They're going to be on fire. Uh, and it hasn't ended up that way, has it? It's uh, They're one and two. So they've lost a couple of games. We thought they'd win, but they're coming up against uh, the Gold Coast Titans this week which is still considered a favourable matchup with the fact that the Gold Coast Titans leak a lot of points, haven't improved defensively since last season. Uh, then they come into the Bulldogs in round five. Uh, that'll be a tougher matchup, I think, for them than we first expected at the start of the year. And so will the Dolphins in round six, coming into then the Warriors, who are performing really well, and Newcastle Knights, who aren't really performing that well. So, I mean, when we look at their draw over the next five rounds, it's not exactly as favorable as we thought it would be for the Queensland North Queensland Cowboys. So those of you holding Val Holmes, Ruben Cotters, those kind of guys, Dearden potentially, if you went with him for a pod, probably time to cut ties if things don't go too well for you this week. Now, another thing to consider here, we're, favorable matchups this weekend, Canberra versus Newcastle is good for them. Uh, Broncos-Dolphins will be a better game than we expected, I think. It's going to be a, a, a pretty quality game, I think. Um, the Sharks are versing St. George Illawarra Dragons, and I think that's where people are getting caught up with Nico Hines and wanting to get him in. Last three games Nico Hines has played, he has scored 100-plus. Uh, I tell you what, I was very bloody close to getting him in, and it was up to him or Harry Grant. Um, we've got the Bulldogs and New Zealand Warriors, that'll be a good game. And then we've got the Storm against the Tigers, which is obviously a very favorable game, which is where my head was at when I thought about bringing in Harry Grant. So some plenty of things to consider. But the one thing I wanted to bring to everybody's attention is Parramatta's draw. Now we look at Parramatta's draw. They've got the Penrith Panthers into the Sydney Roosters. This next two rounds are going to be brutal for them. But then at round six, they've got the Tigers. Round seven, Bulldogs. Round eight, Broncos. Kind of tough games. Into the Newcastle Knights and the Titans. Uh, into the Raiders, who haven't even been uh, very good this year as well. So they've got some very favorable matchups past round six that we need to consider. And the one guy that I'm keeping my eye on, or actually I'll probably say two guys, one is Dylan Brown. Dylan Brown is a guy that I want to get in my team sooner rather than later, and he was in the most popular trades. Um, I'm not 100% sure on going early on him. I know that there's the the risk that Adam Dewey probably doesn't line up tomorrow night, potentially. Uh, I still think he will. Uh, but he didn't do captain's run this week. So that's something to consider um, based on what I've heard from NRL physio and Adam Dewey is that not doing the captain's run this week actually helps his prospects of playing tomorrow night. So uh, definitely worth considering and not panicking too much on Dewey at this point um, because they are the second game of the week. We need to remember that we do have trades. We can hold a trade in the bank if we want to when we get to Friday night. Um, the problem is Dylan Brown plays tonight. And I think that's the obvious option for people to go from Dewey to Dylan Brown. So um, I'm going to be looking at Dylan Brown round six. And remember, Parramatta play all three major buy rounds, 13, 16, and 19. So very important to note with that as well. Dylan Brown will probably be a must-have through the origin period. I'd probably even argue that round six, he'll be the most traded in player if you're holding a guy like Dewey um, or a Sam Walker or someone like that. So that is the buys. Now, moving into break-evens for this week. 
Now, when we're looking at break-evens, guys, just, a, I guess, a little bit of knowledge around break-evens, we calculated at the moment that it, it seems about $860 per point above their break-even as a bit of a guide on how much money they're going to be making this weekend. So when we look at Jacob Preston, obviously he's played three games. He's predicted to score 47 this weekend, and he's got a break-even of minus 62. How good's that? Um, so if he scores 109 above his break even, as it's suggested and predicted, look, first of all, don't ever believe predictions on the website. They're predicting Nathan Cleary to get 30 this week. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Um, but if he does, let's say, for instance, get 47, Jacob Preston, and he scores 109 above his break even, you do 109 multiplied by 860. I put divided on the screen. Good for me. Uh, multiplied by 860, he's going to be potentially making 93,000 this week, which is massive. So if you if you don't have Jacob Preston in your team, he's almost a must-have for you this week. Nathan Cleary's example on the other end of the spectrum is that they're saying that he's predicted to score 30 this weekend, which I, I don't know who comes up with these stats, but they probably need to be fired. Um, his break even is 161 when we look at this spreadsheet here. So if we divide 131 or 131, which is basically considering his 30 points that he's predicted to get this weekend, and we divide that by 860 or multiply that, sorry, 112,660 loss. I don't see him losing that much cash. I think he's going to go much better tonight. I honestly have predicted him to get 100 tonight as a minimum. Um, so let's see if that comes back and bites me in the ass. Probably will. Um. Paul Alamotti, I think everybody has him, minus 42 break even, very favorable to make some cash this week. Tyrell Sloan as well as a guy that I haven't necessarily jumped on, but I think he's probably a pretty attractive figure, I guess, when, when you're looking at cash generation in your center wing. He is also a dual position. I wouldn't be using him at fullback personally, but uh, he is an option if you wanted to downgrade to Teddy to him. I'm not a fan of that, though. I probably wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't say to go that way, uh, but minus 41, he should make some pretty good coin. If he gets 50, he's probably going to make you about, uh, I don't even know how good's my maths. I'm not going to try and work out my maths on a Thursday night. Braden Trindle for anybody who held him minus 39. He's been named in the 17 jumper this Sunday for the Sharks, um, which means that if he steps on the field, he should probably still make you about 25, 30 grand. So I'd probably hold him this week. Um, we obviously don't know what's going to happen with Nico on Sunday either. There's a realistic chance he actually could not be named. Um, they've named him in the seven jumper, but is there a reason why Trindle is on the bench? Are they rewarding him with a utility position or are they actually saying we need a backup in, and someone to come into the seven if Nico isn't ready to go? And I'd say they're probably going to give him as much time as possible knowing they're playing Sunday to get Nico in this team. So very real risk there for those of you jumping on Nico. Um, gutsy, big balls. Jonah Pezzett has uh, also just been named as, as Jerome Hughes has failed at the judiciary, so he'll miss two games. So Pezzett will get one price rise, it looks like. I'm not a big fan of jumping on one price rise per se. I I'm not a huge fan of just going and, and grabbing a player for one week to trade them to another player. Uh, probably the definition of burning a trade when we know that they're so vital at the back end of the season. Um, but, hey, don't let me talk you out of it. You make your own decisions. Uh, Jackson Polo, minus 33 break even, but they've got to buy this week, so he's going to have to wait a week to make some cash. I don't know how many people have him anyway. Reese Walsh is the guy everybody's jumping on, minus 32 break even. So if he gets 50 or 60, he's going to make a good coin minimum. Um, and then that'll continue because he's got that 100 from last week and he's rolling average for another week. So uh, Jermaine Hopgood still bashing out minus 30 break evens. How good. Um, so he'll make you some more cash. He'll be up in the 500s next week, I can almost guarantee. Khan Pereira, one good game, and you can see what it does to his break even as well, minus 31. 
So this is why you hold your 200K basement price cheapies, lads. You've got to make sure that you hold on to these guys. And William Warbrick will be another one of these guys that people will regret trading out because all they did was look at the fact that he got 10 or 11 last week and they got burnt by trading it. Oh, they got burnt by playing him last week and they got the shits with him and they've moved him on to a Sloan or whoever it be. And don't get me wrong, Sloan will make you some cash too, but you are burning a trade and having to spend 100 grand to go up to Sloan. Warbrick is one good play, one good game of 70 or 80 in a try or two uh, before he will make you 150 grand uh, in three games. So keep that in mind as well. Tommy Turbo, minus 25, no brainer, a couple of hundreds. Got to get on him if you don't have him already. Um, Sonny Luke, minus 17, and Karaz, minus 15. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself here, guys. I don't know about you, but I've got uh, seven of these guys in the top 12 that have the highest minus break even. So I'm, I'm due to make a fair bit of cash this week, but I assume a fair bit of other people are too. Now, the guys are going to melt some cash. They're actually going to lose a lot. Nathan Cleary will probably lose a little bit. He won't lose 112. He won't score 30, but it is raining in Sydney. So uh, we've, we've got to keep that in mind. It might be a bit trickier. Uh, to score points uh, over at Combank Stadium tonight. So we'll see how the surface looks when the, the televised, uh, when, it, when it goes up on TV. Um, Joey Manu, 140. He's obviously out. Uh, so Drinkwater and Manu, obviously, they're not going to lose any cash. So that's fine. Isaiah Papali comes back into this team with 139 break even. And I tell you what, I'm watching him very, very closely because if this guy drops down into the 600K barrier in 2RF, he's a guy you're going to want in your team. He's going to come good at some point. We saw what he did last year. The Tigers will improve. They won't be the greatest team, but they will improve. I don't think they can get any worse. So Isaiah Papali will probably be front and center of that resurgence for the Tigers if they do start to improve. Um, other guys to note, Latrell Mitchell, 123. Realistically, he can score 123 against any team, so you probably hold him if you have him. Um, and then we've also got Dylan Edwards, 121. Uh, at 701k. So if you went the pod route for Dylan Edwards, I'd probably be looking to go down to Reese Walsh this week to avoid that big cash drop. Now, the one thing about Teddy is that he does have 115 break even and a lot of people are trading him this week. But the thing you need to consider is the fact that he won't lose cash this week. So I understand you're chasing cash in Walsh, but if you have other problems, which there's a good chance a lot of us do, uh, have problems with Cotter not being named and other guys, Isaiah Katoa and Adam Dewey in doubt, um, we, we do have some fires to put out across our squads. So uh, worth thinking about the fact that maybe you might have to hold on to your roosters for another week if you do have bigger problems and they won't lose your cash this week. You can then reassess next week and work out how you want to play that. So. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
tons of questions. Good stuff, guys. Keep them coming through. Um, guys, squeezer of the week. Um, so we announced Nathan Webb as the squeezer of the week from last week. He predicted Harry Grant to go 100 plus. Um, so he he wins that one. Not the biggest take ever, but we've got to give it to him. He was the only one that got it right. So, um, guys, the squeezer of the week wins a combo pack from the standard squeeze. So that'll be sent out to you, obviously, as soon as you as soon as soon you win. Uh, lucky enough, we've, we've got two combo packs a week to give out. So I'll let the AFL boys announce theirs. I think they're hopping on Friday night. Um, so they will announce their squeeze of the week challenge. But ours this week, all you need to do is be the winner and have the highest score in our unlimited group. So you can see the code on the screen. And for anybody listening, it's 451-840. So 451-840. Everybody watching can see that at the bottom. If you're not in our unlimited group, not only do you win a championship ring at the end if you win, and you get an episode on the podcast to talk a bit of shit with me and Maddie, but you could also, if you're a winner during the week and you get the highest score of the week in our unlimited group, you can win that combo pack and be our squeezer of the week. So definitely jump in the group now, guys, if you haven't. Um quality product guys and it's one of those things you don't know you need until you've actually got it so uh why not win one for free and and obviously if you you want to go and get one right away which i'd recommend you do because it's super convenient to have a couple of drinks and not worry about having to drive and things like that um you can go onto their website thestandardsqueeze.com and use the code molten 15 at checkout to get 15 percent off all right this is how i am looking this week so Sam Walker and James Tedesco are out. Now, I've toyed around with this a lot, and I'll tell you what, I've, I've actually really struggled this week. This has been the hardest trade week by far for me. Uh, so Sam Walker and Tedesco out, Harry Grant and Reese Walsh in. I think they're pretty much no-brainers. Now, you'll probably notice a few things with my team. Um, Harry Grant comes in. He's my captain this week against the Tigers. I really like that matchup. Um, I think he can do a fair bit of damage through the ruck. Reed Marnie at reserve. I was toying around with moving Reed Marnie to Grant to free up a little bit more cash, but you'll notice I've got 277K in there. So uh, I've got a fair bit of cash and I'll show you how I've done it soon. Uh, I'm backing in Welch and Stefano as my starting front rowers. And I'm, uh, you'll notice I've still got Cotter on the bench. Now I'd, I could easily burn a boost and go up to Haas, Atapani, uh, Fasul Maliawi, uh, one of those guys. Uh, but I want to have my boost in my pocket for if Adam Dewey is not named on Friday night. Because if he is not named, everybody will get caught out and they'll get caught because they've probably got Isaiah Katoa on the reserves. Uh, They'll get caught out massively and they will end up with an automatic emergency as their lowest player on the bench. And you just don't want that. So I'm holding fire for a little bit. I'm resisting the urge to move Cotter straight away. I think Stefano and Christian Welch can do the job for me at front row this week. I don't need Cotter. So I'm going to hold and see what happens tomorrow night. Uh, I haven't made any changes in the 2RF. I've got Fafida, Hopgood, Nia Kore. He's in my hit list probably next week. I'll probably downgrade Nia Kore to Schuster, depending on how that looks. Uh, and then Teague Wilton, Preston, and Matty Dory. I'm not moving because although he might not be playing or he's in the 14 jersey this week, as soon as he steps on the field, he makes some coins. So that can be next week's problem if he does play and, and get shit minutes or whatever it be. So um, I'll move him on if I have to next week. And I've got Schuster in my pocket to make some cash there too. Uh, Nathan Cleary, Tanner Boyd is down in the halfback. So instead of moving Tanner Boyd to Harry Grant, it left me with about 30K. I didn't want to be left that that short. Um, at this stage, though, I'm going to keep 
Tanner Boyd and I'm going to bank a ton of cash. I could go and get another 230K or so. So I'm going to have 500 in the bank realistically next week to do whatever I want with Tanner Boyd. Um, so we'll play that uh, as we as we go. Now, Dewey and Katoa, I see a few questions in the chat about how likely is it that Dewey and Katoa uh, don't line up. So just so everybody knows, Katoa has already been ruled out this weekend due to injury. I'm not exactly sure what the injury is, but he's been ruled out and Milford has been named. So plan for that. You have no back. If you have Adam Dewey starting, you have no backup 5'8", uh, which might put you in a little bit of a tricky situation. Um yeah, and thanks, Steve. I'll change my VC to Harry Grant. I'm pretty sure I already have. I just haven't updated it on here. Um, so if Adam Dewey's out, what are your options? You can go up to Dill Brown tonight, right, and take the punt that Adam Adam Dewey doesn't play. But if he does play and he does well at fullback in a new position uh, and the Tigers actually play some half-decent football, he probably could easily just get 50 or 60 in base, Adam Dewey at fullback. With the goal-kicking, if they score some points, I'm holding him in the hope that he plays. And then I'm going to look at Dylan Brown in round six. Um, but I know a few people going early to Dylan Brown already anyway. So that'll be your call. Um, center wing, Val Holmes, Karaz, Tabua Fido, and Taruva are my four center wings. I've got Alamotti, Khan Pereira, and Warbrick on the bench. I'm not playing any of those guys this week. I probably could get away with playing Alamotti if I, real, if I really wanted to. Um, and then obviously I've got Tommy Turbo. He's not vice captain. Clear he is. Uh, and Reese Walsh there as my reserve fullback. So that's how I am lining up, guys. Um, what we'll do is we'll get into some questions very quickly. I don't want to keep up. Well, we've gone 27 minutes. I don't think I've taken a breath. How good. All right. Keep or trade Dewey. I think we've covered that. Michael Carver on YouTube. Um, I'm going to hold, mate. I'm going to hope, hope he plays tomorrow night. It sounds like from NRL Physio that, it looks positive that he didn't train today. It gives him an extra day of rest. And with turf toe and injuries like that, it's a load management issue, which is why he's not training throughout the week. And then he, he, he'll he be good to go uh, come tomorrow night. So I'm going to hold him. But obviously, keep a trade in your back pocket because you've got guys like Brimson um, around that price ticket that uh, you could move in as well. Or you could go down to Matty Burton against the Warriors. So you've got a couple of options there if you really do need to without that backup 5'8". Or you could go straight down to Schuster if you haven't brought him in yet and just ride the gauntlet with the nine base stats that Schuster's going to get you and just hope he gets bloody four try assists and three tries or something. He did look good last week, though. So plenty of positive signs for Schuster if you can back that up again this week. Um, what else have we got? Troy going in a week early on Schuster. Can't deal with Boyd any longer. Uh, yeah, I get that. Tanner Boyd, man, he's he's been a real slow grind. I think it was 28 goal-kicking points or something out of his 47 last week, so his base is just disgusting. Um, I've kept him there because I wanted the cash in the bank to make some moves next week because I'm going to boost next week if I don't have to use it this week, and I'm going to go pretty hard on trades to get my team the way I want it to be leading into those nice runs for the Parramatta Eels. So um, that's my play. But, yeah, look, if you're going to go Schuster or you want to go down to Schuster from Dewey, if he doesn't get named, I'm, I'm all for that as well if you want to take that risk. Uh, Mr. Happy says, hey, guys, am I uh, crazy going Cam Murray for Elias Katoa to free up cash for both Dylan Brown and Garrick in the next two weeks? No, you're not at all. I think that's a good move. I mean, when we look at Cam Murray, we look at the fact that Rabbitohs have no middles, like absolutely no middles. Davey Moali could easily be starting this week. Um, the fact they've got no one up the middle, all their edge forwards are great, but um, they've lost Jai Arrows, done, redone his hamstring, I think it was. Um, you've got Harm Sele, that he's out. Uh, Tavita Totola got injured on the weekend, so they're, they're struggling for middles. So Cam Murray, honestly, could be an 80-minute lock this week. 
Um, but I do like the fact that he, he probably will drop some cash. I think his break even is about 115. So Cam Murray for Eliezer Katoa. I like Katoa's got a negative break even from memory. Um, and then if you're getting in Brown and Garrick, you're dropping one gun to a mid-ranger that's really doing well and you're getting in two premium position players. So I, I'm all for that. Mr. Happy, I love it. Um, what else have we got? BKP, hey, mate. Uh, still have to decide who to bring in, Hines, or do I bring in Dillbags? Um, yeah, look, uh, is can I answer neither? Uh, I reckon I'm still looking at Dylan Brown as a hold personally. I think it's going to be tough in the wet tonight as well. I reckon it's, uh, it, it pissed down a fair bit where I am and I'm in Western Sydney. So uh, yeah, it honestly could be base stack galore in this game and it could be actually pretty tough to shift the ball laterally in the wet. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. It's not raining at the moment. Um, but honestly, it looked like when I looked at the radar earlier, it looked like an absolute shambles to play football in. So we'll see how that goes. Um, look, if you want to take the risk on Hines, I understand the reason why people are going against the Dragons uh, and then they've got the Warriors next week into the bye. But if you've got other options and you feel good about your squad and you don't want to go early on Hines, I'm all for that decision because that's the one I've made myself. Uh, word on the hub is that Dewey is out. Does that make him a sell? I don't know. I, don't, I haven't heard that Dewey's out, so let's just wait and see. I know people want to go to Dylan Brown tonight, but I don't know whether that's the play either. Um, watch Dylan Brown go out and get 120 tonight now. Always happens. Uh, all right, what else have we got? Guys, keep dropping the comments in if you want. Um, SPK made the leap, Dewey, for Brown. Yep, fair enough. I've spoken about that a fair bit. Won't keep covering Brown and, and Dewey. Um, John Kerr, uh, hi, mate. Trading out Dewey for Isaac or Isaiah Katoa. Uh, Dewey and Isaiah Katoa for Burton and Wakeham. Love the balls going early in Wakeham. That's huge. Um, Matty O'Brien, my esteemed co-host, sent me a few different trades. When I say a few, he sent me about 35 trades, I reckon, in the last two days. And uh, one of one or two of them had Wakeham in it. So, uh, I'll, mate, as a Tigers fan, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Brandon Wakeham. I think he can do some good things. So if that jersey is his and he plays well again this week, not only will he make some good cash as a basement price halfback 5'8 jewel, uh, he could honestly hold that position for the season. So I honestly wouldn't argue people going Katoa to Wakeham, depending on what that looks like tonight, because he could easily kick goals if Dewey is not good either. Uh, sorry, tomorrow. Yeah. Doubling down on home C. Troy, that's uh, got some big balls. Uh, doubling down on home C. I went home C as my captain uh, last week. Bit me in the ass. But he got 67, so I can't complain too much. McGruff is trading Marnie for Egan next week. Um, yeah, okay, I, I can get around that. Depending on what Marnie does tonight, or sorry, this week, uh, against the Warriors as well, he's pretty impactful, plays a pretty big role in their offense, makes a lot of tackles. So let's have a look at Marnie this week. Try not to plan too far ahead on what's going on with Egan because he can easily score in tries and score in 60s and 70s. So without the try, he scores sub 50, and that cash gen stalls pretty bloody quickly. Um, oh, I didn't say who the other Eels player was I was watching. Ryan Madison is the guy that I'll be watching, but I've got three weeks to look, Troy. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Ryan Madison. I think he's a really good option uh, if he gets that dual edge uh, rotation into the middle. Uh, so let's have a look in, uh, pretty closely tonight and see what happens there. Uh, what else have we got, guys? Um, yeah, how frustrating is it that the Sharks play late Sunday? It does that, and that's probably the reason why I steered away from Nico Hines a little bit this week. Is that there's just way too much risk 
uh, that he doesn't get named on Sunday and you've gone and spent 902000 and probably sacrificed a couple of players in your team and a couple of good starting 17 players to get a guy that doesn't play. That'd be pretty rough. Then the next week he comes into a game against the Warriors who have been in good form and are playing well. Uh, and then he comes into the bye. So you may as well just wait. That's my that's my thoughts on Nico Hines. But watch him go out and get 150. And uh, I'll be coming here on Sunday night, basically uh, swallowing my pride and admitting I was wrong, which I'm fine to do. Uh, <laughs> this is not pre-recorded, Carl, I promise. See, I'm reading the comments out. Um, Matt would usually be pissed by now. Yeah, that, that's, that's probably a good point. Um, g'day, Steve. How you going? Carl reckons hammer to ton up. Okay, mate, I'm all, board. I'm all aboard for that because I'm starting with him this week. So no problems there. Troy Welch for Gilbert. Surely a good move. Uh, yeah, you know what? I don't hate it, but I think Welch is going to be a slow burn now because of last week. I think he scored 25 in 33 minutes. Just remember, guys, Christian Welch is the captain of the Melbourne Storm over Munster, over Jerome Hughes, over Ryan Pappenhausen, over all of these senior elite players. Christian Welch is the captain of this team. There is no chance he plays 33 minutes every single week or finds a role that is suboptimal. I can guarantee you he will go back to 55-minute prop, starting prop, and he'll bash out your 50 in base uh, very soon, if not this week. So I'm not a huge fan of going Gilb- uh, Welch to Gilbert, but I do like Gilbert um, because he's bashing out some pretty good scores at the moment, really good base stats. So uh, Gilbert is probably in maybe top four or five front row forward picks this week, along with guys like Tarpany, Haas, uh, Tino, uh, and the other one that's escaped my mind right now. <laughs> Harry HIA, don't do that, Troy. You're killing me. Don't do that. Um, Steve's worried about Dewey. We've covered on that. Dewey to Schuster next week and then Hammer to Garrick, asks Steve. Yes. Yeah, actually, yeah, I really like that. If you run in the gauntlet with Schuster and Katoa at 5'8", go nuts because I, I love the Hammer to Garrick. I, I think, honestly, realistically, Hammer could probably go sub 40 this week. He's due for a, a pretty low game, so... Uh, he, he's been falling on tries in the in goal as well. So uh, I don't know whether I'm a huge, huge fan of the hammer. I just got him for cash purposes. So yeah, if you can turn him into Ruben Garrick, you're set for the year. So all for it. Uh, Hamo already covered Dewey Katoa, but Katoa's already out. Dewey probably, uh, should play at this stage, but keep an eye out tomorrow. Probably save a trade just in case. Uh, what else have we got? For anybody listening on the audio platform, sorry, guys, I'm actually reading through comments. Usually when Natty talks, I have a chance to read through the comments, but I haven't even had a chance to have a bloody drink. This uh, riding solo is tough. Um, yep, Hamo's holding him. Good. Smart move. Would I consider, Steve's asking, would I consider playing Alamotti over Hammer? Yeah, I don't hate it. I mean, we look at how leaky the both edges the defense are, especially Adam Pompey. Uh, I can't remember where Adam, Pom- what side Adam Pompey plays. If anybody wants to drop into the chat and let me know, but whoever's running at Adam Pompey's side, I would be all over for an anytime try scorer this week if you're having a punt. Um, but if it's Alamotti, absolutely, I would play Alamotti over Hammer, uh, and I probably might even go and look up this after this pod um, because that's a pretty juicy matchup. Anybody running at Adam Pompey, he's had some terrible defensive reads this year, so. Yes, for that question, for sure. And Mam could be an option with his combination. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like Ezra Mam. I think everybody went on him last week and he got that 40-odd. So, unfortunately, he's probably only got one more price rise. And if he has a bad game this week, it might be tough to find any more cash out of him. But, again, we've talked about the Broncos draw a lot uh, and they've got the next, I think, five out of seven games at Suncorp. So, all for Ezra Mam. 
Um, issues with Murray is he's playing distributor. Yeah, Steve's spot on here. So he is playing a lot of the ball playing role, the third playing half, which is ideally a lot of teams love ha- having that ball playing lock in their team these days. And Murray is one of the best at doing that. So he's not running the ball anywhere near as much. Steve, that's a really good point. Um, <laughs> bit of banter going on in the chat here. Love it. Uh, yeah, Steve, uh, I think Matty is bringing in deal bags. Let me quickly check because I think he sent me through because he wanted a shout out on the pod because he couldn't hop on. Uh, where is it? I'm going to find Matty's message to me because this is his. Okay. Or I'm going to read out Matty's traits. So he is getting deal bags and Reese Walsh in for Adam Dewey and James Tedesco. So yep. Spot on. Um, that's, I like the deal bags early, but uh, you know, that's probably the, we've been trying to find ways to differentiate our team because we, we talked through all 17 teams and did all the positional analysis together. So we have the same thoughts. So, um, yeah, I like the fact that Maddie's going a bit different to me. I don't agree with it. So that, that, create some good talking points when he gets back from South Africa. Um, hopefully he can keep on top of his team over there. He's given me his password, so I'll look after him. It's all good. Um, yeah, I knew it was Maddo. I mean, he's the kind of only logical option. Dill Brown and Maddo are probably – I mean, I like Gutherson as well. Don't get me wrong. I reckon Gutherson probably could be the third guy I'm looking at. Is that Having that kind of reliable fullback that plays all the major buy rounds, pretty good. I hate him as a player. Absolutely hate him as a player. But – from a super coach perspective, he's a, he'll do me a, a decent job through the buy period. Uh, considering Fafita to Matto, yeah. Yeah, I'm all for that. Uh, I think we've got Fafita for the upside. We haven't seen that big 120 plus yet, so it's due. And as soon as you bloody trade David Fafita out, I can tell you that he will absolutely bite you in the ass and he'll go and get you 150. And um, you'll want him back in your team. So I'd probably hold until the last minute for D Fafita. <laughs> uh, Troy, do you have Penasini in your team? Penasini anytime try scorer tonight, I reckon. I'm all for it. Um, so from looking at stats on Twitter, Penrith concede the most points to right centers in the competition, the most super coach points to right centers. So keep that in mind. Uh, and also remember their edges now, it looks like. Let's keep an eye out for teams if anybody has updates on teams because there is a good chance that uh liam martin will be out which means that uh here we go eels team news no changes to the eels team yep liam martin is out hosking comes in to the second row matt eisenhuth 18th man so there you go so liam martin's out hosking comes in and obviously hosking's not playing a ton of first grade football this year and not having a lot of cohesion with the people either side of him let's see how that plays out because i reckon there could be some meat pies scored on those edges uh for for penrith tonight um captain of the tigers yeah not quite sure who the captain of the tigers is and i got fucking six of them or something i'm not quite sure uh teddy to get his be next week honestly wouldn't be surprised troy wouldn't be surprised at all teddy's a gun he's an out and out gun we know how good he is we know he can bash out 150s it's coming yeah thanks guys liam martin out pompey and alamotti won't be facing each other okay sweet thanks guys um but either or i'd be finding the guy i'd I'd be probably looking at caraz even more um, because Alamotti being on the left side, if Pompey's on the right, Karaz to score a double this weekend. You heard it here first. And Appy is the Tigers captain. Thank you, Steve. All over it. Need you guys on the pod. Uh, would I play Taruva over Alamotti, Joshua Isles? Uh, yes. Yes, I would. Um, I think Taruva will score some good points. He'll probably score a try tonight. I think the Eels' uh, edge defense has been disgusting at best. They've let in 64 points over the last two games. And knowing how much they love that sweeping right to left, or most professional football play, football teams do, um, I think that there is uh, a very good chance to River goes over. 
Guys, hot takes to finish this up because my mouth is dry and I need a beer. Round four hot takes. Dylan Brown under 50. Maddie's going to hate me. But I think Dylan Brown goes under 50. I think Reese Walsh goes 80-plus against the Dolphins this week. Keon Kaloa Matangi 100-plus. And the reason for that is because he is running at Josh Schuster and Tuolungi, Kelma Tuolungi's edge. And those two are turnstiles at the best of times. So Keon Kaloa Matangi to score a meat pie and go 100-plus Supercoach points this week. If you go in the pod route and you're getting in Kaloa Matangi this week, salute to you, my friend, because I'm a big fan of Keon. I reckon he goes and tons up again. And also I think that Nathan Cleary tons up. I reckon he goes big. And I think maybe maybe I'm, I'm praying for this more than logically looking at it, but Nico Hines to go sub-70. Uh, it's supposed to rain a little bit on Sunday. So does that mean wet hair, Nico? Actually, that could be a, could be a real factor. But uh, let's see how many of these five hot takes I get this week. Uh, if they all come in, I think we do all right, Super Coach Wise, guys. So, um, guys, that is just about it. Unless we have any other questions, this went for 42 minutes. I can't believe I've been speaking for 42 minutes straight. That's just absurd. Um, but, guys, good luck this week. Hopefully, everybody has a bit of a bounce back. I know I had a rubbish week last week, so hopefully everybody has a bit of a better week. Um, I'm hoping for one as well. Good luck tonight. Uh, keep an eye out on Dewey. Watch the late mail on Adam Dewey and how that plays out because I think that'll determine how your weekend goes. Otherwise, guys, you've been listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'll catch you again next time, and we'll do a, we'll do a wrap-up on Sunday. I'll see you then. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.